They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. the show i'm your host as always juan and today we have katie with us from is it lady it's lady teal's curio uh, how do you say <laughs> curios so like your grandmother's curio cabinet where there were like were... curios or, or yeah that? curios <laughs> so before we dive into it we're going to be talking about a little bit of everything today and before we get into it can you tell people where they can find your work uh, social media, your po- you have a podcast, all that stuff. And I'll post it in the show notes as well. Definitely. My website is ladytealscurios.com. And my podcast, you can find pretty much anywhere, um, any podcatcher. So that's Lady Teals Curios. And um, social media is all the same too. Lady Teals Curios. It's really simple. <laughs> yeah. And again, follow me as well at the one on one podcast on all social medias as well. You got to keep it simple. Sometimes people overcomplicate a lot of things like I for the longest time, I had the longest email uh, address for work. Mm-hmm. And you have to do the the alphabet for them. Like, oh, what is it? Is it is it an N? Is it an O? You know, it, like all these letters sound the same. So I just like, I literally, my email address is like literally like eight letters in total. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's it? I'm like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes it's like too simple for them. They're like, wait a minute, that, that, that can't be it. So make sure to follow us and me on social media as well. And I wanted to ask you, what got you into this sort of, things i know you collect like antique items and and you travel a lot and i want to talk to you about that what got you into all this sort of stuff as far as the antiques and the curiosities um probably my family got me into that i i would say 90 percent of my family aunts uncles grandparents my mom and my dad they all are some form of antique dealers or collectors and I grew up very young going around 
and picking like the American picker show. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but as far as like the really weird stuff that kind of came around when I was 27. So I, I grew up in what I consider a cult. Some people might not consider it a cult, but very, a very, very fundamentalist religion. And after I left that cult slash religion, um, I found this whole new world open to me, like all of these beliefs, these ideas, these practices, rituals, cultures, et cetera, that I just was never exposed to before. And so that's where the curiosity part came in. I just became very curious about like everything and everyone. And it just kind of made me want to explore all these things. I don't know if you're able to talk about it, but on this show, you can't just say you were part of a cult. Elaborate. <laughs> so I, um, if you're comfortable, again, you're comfortable talking about it because um, I've always been intrigued by that subject. Yeah, for sure. So I don't want to offend anybody. Um, so that's why I always say like it's a fundamentalist religion and some people do consider it a cult, but um, I was a Jehovah's Witness. So mm. um you may or may not know some Jehovah's Witnesses and they are they're very friendly and you would never think from the outside that it's a cult. But there's a, something called the bite model that many cults um, follow or that many people use to uh, figure out whether an organization is a cult. And they pretty much tick off every point in the bite model. So... <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a they say that if you meet the four criteria of being a schizophrenic, then you're most most likely a schizophrenic, right? And these people right. check all the boxes, but it can't be any worse than Scientology, I don't think. I think that one really, to me, takes the cake for the cult. And I find it amazing that we are able to control. Uh, and again, I, I I always go back to the same example hitler the way he was able to persuade people to talk and and do certain things right just through the power of of language and language is a powerful thing regardless of what people of what people want to say about it that's why they call it spelling because you're casting spells and i'm i believe in the law of attraction where if you say certain things they will manifest and i've been getting into the the I've been looking into like the, the aspect of the shadow and I wanted to ask you a few things today in regards to these, what, you know, how they say Freudian slips or glitches in the matrix type of thing where they manifest and, and we can get into that later. But yeah, I find it very interesting that you can literally, and we're seeing it today, especially where you can just propaganda, mimetic occultism, where they use propaganda to talk to the soul on a, on a deeper level. But very interesting. What was the first thing that you learned when you came out of this 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 world and the veil was lifted from your <laughs> eyes? What was the first thing that because what are you are you allowed to do? How restrictive are they? Are they very restrictive? Do you get beat if you say something or what? No, it, I mean, it really depends. Um, so I grew up in Georgia and Georgia is, you know, part of the Bible Belt. So Jehovah's Witnesses in Georgia might be a little more stricter than Jehovah's Witnesses in California, for example. Mm. So um, like I was allowed to go to public school. Some witnesses are not. Um, some require that you are homeschooled. They don't really like you associating with people outside of the religion and um, they don't 
encourage higher education. So um, I started to go to college and then dropped out because everybody thought I was a heathen for going to college. So a heretic, <laughs> if you want yeah. to persuade or, or, you know, pursue a career. So what, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, so they so basically they believe that Armageddon is right around the corner um, and they've believed that for like a century now <laughs> that Armageddon is just like a year or two around the corner and they constantly adjust their teachings, um, you know, so that because it used to be in the 70s, Armageddon was going to happen in the 70s and then it didn't happen. And then in the 2000s, it was definitely going to happen <laughs> and it didn't. Yeah. So um, they I was constantly living in fear that I was going to die at Armageddon or my friends were going to die at Armageddon. And I always, though, like from a very young age, I always questioned it. And like, luckily for me, I was able to go to public school and I had amazing teachers who taught me excellent critical thinking skills. So they um, they definitely kind of encouraged me to look at other options and there were their voices were always in the back of my head like this might not be the hmm. best answer to live my life by <laughs> yeah it's like when neo when he wakes up for the first time and he finally sees what's actually and i grew up pentecostal christian which is not it, they're pretty strict when it, like the old you know there's different mm -hmm. that's the thing that they can't even agree on what they believe so many denominations of christianity and Catholicism and all these different religions and at the end of the day I hold the firm belief that they're all interpreting it's a narrative fallacy so they're all interpreting the the same guy or entity or whatever it is mm -hmm. just with different names you know Quetzalcoatl, right. uh, Brahman, you know Buddha, Krishna, all these guys all over the globe it was probably the same dude he just had influences and maybe he was an alien I, I like the Anunnaki theory where there was I the, the I, I love it so much, but being when I talk to somebody about these different, uh, you know, I, I don't like to say conspiracy theories. They're just alternative thoughts type of thing, because when you start diving into the realm of that, like when you tell somebody when you're having a conversation with somebody and I can't have a regular conversation anymore with anybody. <laughs> I know. right? I have the start, same problem. Yeah. When you start telling them about, well, where, where do we come from? It's like, well, you know, we were planted on this earth and we were, were a slave race created by these these uh, seven beings known as the Anunnaki. And there were brother there were two brothers who were having a cosmic war. They're like, what the fuck are you saying? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you don't like that idea? I can give you the other one of the Gnostics and how they thought that the Demiurge created. Like you start going on all these rabbit holes and it just people don't know what to do. And it's that indoctrination for you. It was being in, in the religion for all those years. Same for me. When I start, I've brought up, I've, it's crazy. I've brought up to people and questioned the things in the Old Testament. And I'll be like, why, why did he, why did he do that? Why, who, who is this God in the Old Testament? Somebody told me, they were like, no, just don't read the Old Testament. What do you mean? It's part of the Bible. No, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, but we ignore uh, all of that. So you're nitpicking what you want according to what the narrative you want it to be. You're just going to tell me, oh, ignore that, but pick this. And it's like, listen, that's, there's a reason why the Bogomils and the Cathars thought the Old Testament was a work of a demon. 
because it was a different God. And then the New Testament is like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good now. Like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, what? There's so many inconsistencies <laughs> even in, in life and in, in religions. And I subscribe to the idea that there is a higher power. There is a programmer, whoever he is, if we are in some sort of, of simulation. And I like to think that we are because everything's been so fucked up as of lately that it's hard <laughs> to believe that this is the real world and this is what we have. And mm-hmm. a lot of these earlier philosophers thought the same thing, that we were being run, like Cart- uh, Cartesian philosophy. That's why he said that. Rene Descartes said, I think, therefore, I am. That's the only thing he was sure about because he didn't know about everything else. It's like an episode of Rick and Morty. It's, it's, it's exactly. super interesting. So I wanted to talk about Bigfoot. You told me you have a Bigfoot story, and then we can we – can, let's start off with what's your favorite place that you've been to because i'm i'm an outdoorsy kind of guy when i want to be when it's not ninety thousand degrees here in florida i'll yeah. go out and i'll fish and i like to i like to hunt as well what's your favorite place that you've been to i know you went to i think you told me yosemite when we were talking uh a few couple months ago i think um so I actually haven't been to Yosemite. I was probably in Yellowstone when I last Yellowstone, talked I'm to you. Sorry, yeah. yeah, that's where the super volcano is, right? There, well, yeah, it's like all volcanic activity, so it's very intriguing and really beautiful. Um, but my favorite place is probably in Arizona, uh, probably tied between Bisbee and Sedona. Bisbee and Sedona is that like a park out there or? They're both cities. So Bisbee is in southern Arizona, almost to the border of Mexico. And it is supposedly a very haunted town. It used to be a mining town, but it's a very like artsy and eclectic town. Um, Oh, I see it here. That's nice out there. I haven't been out west. I've I've been wanting uh, my friend. My friend owns some property on Skinwalker Ranch. Shout out to to Ryan Burns. (laughs) And he's been, <laughs> I remember he was like the other, the other day we were talking, he's like, Hey bro, there's going to be this UFO conference. You know, you should come over. I'm like, when is it? He's like next week. I'm like, do you think I could just get up and go, you know, <laughs> just leave my wife and my kid, just get up and go. Right. And, and just part- and then I'm, I'm going to be by myself at that UFO conference. Like you're going to be the only guy I know there, but he owns property over at Skinwalker Ranch. And I, there's so many things that I think about. One of the things that freaks me out. So I do this other show with my Canadian brother, uh, Tom Strange Wands, and we get into the paranormal. And I know you mm-hmm. also do the paranormal. We can talk about that. And we covered, we've been covering a lot of different things here in Florida. And we covered the oh. devil's tree. I don't know if you've heard about that. I have heard of it. Yeah. So we covered that. And it's not too far away from me. And I've been trying to maybe when we cover a place, go to it and take pictures or, or do whatever. And recently I went to the Coral Castle in Homestead, which is near me. And I mm-hmm. wanted to go to the Devil's Tree until I really learned what happened there. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't know if I can I can go there, right? Because it's just, I believe that things can attach to you. And Ryan has talked to me about when you go out to Skinwalker Ranch, how you have to you know, cleanse yourself afterwards and just hope that mm-hmm. nothing attaches itself to you. And I'm like, do I want to, do I really want to expose myself to that? I mean, you know, I, I don't think I do. 
So again, these places, do you feel, so the, the thing I wanted to bring up was Carl Jung has, has, you know, the shadow and how people project things. And Manly P. Hall talks about, uh, you know, Helena Blavatsky's, how they talk about the governors, the archons and all these different spirits and, and the astral realm. And we, we have all these aspects and Manly P. Hall talks about how when a man similar to Carl Jung projects a certain feeling or anything into the ether, it manifests as an elemental, right? And you have all these things. Do you feel that Bigfoot perhaps is some sort of manifestation of some, some thought or, or it's like a, like, again, like a Freudian slip where it's like a glitch in the matrix type of thing. Cause I have confirmation. I want him to be real. I, I, really <laughs> I haven't seen him personally, but I, I want him to be 100% real. So I don't know if I believe that he's a intention driven being, but I the more that I've studied about him, the more that I am leaning towards the idea that he might be an interdimensional being of some sort because of the way that he appears and or they uh appear and um disappear suddenly and so i've never seen one either but i have seen tracks and i have seen um hieroglyphics and other uh native american artwork that shows similar shapes to bigfoot really and they were all in the same area. So it was, and I actually, I have um, heard like the Bigfoot noise and it's so otherworldly. It does not sound like anything from this earth. So It's like the, the skinwalkers when they call people in and they, they, they disguise themselves as water babies or as mm-hmm. people in distress. How fucking creepy is that? I forgot <laughs> where I, I, oh yes, I was in the middle of the Everglades one day fishing and we heard it was it was like eerily quiet it was super quiet and i don't know where we hear this noise i I thought it might have been a bear right but i didn't know that there was bears in the everglades apparently there's bears because as soon as i hear something i whip my phone i go is there monkeys in florida there's (laughs) fucking monkeys in florida if you didn't know (laughs) and the real pandemic we need to be worried about and check this out this is this is true shit if you're in florida be careful because there is Reese's macaques that some rich prick one day brought onto a private island. He forgot to know that they swim. The monkeys swam off the island. He brought six more, and those monkeys swam off the island. Mm-hmm. And now they are they're invasive to Florida and they're overpopulating right now. We have a monkey problem in Central Florida. And that's not the that's not the right monkeys, whatever. Fuck it. They're monkeys. Typical, typical Florida problem. <laughs> yeah. The issue. No, check this out. It gets better. The issue with the monkeys is they have a, a, a strain of herpes that is 90% deadly to humans. If they scratch you, bite you, whatever it is. So you have these monkeys in these national parks, national forests here in Florida that are going up to people, attacking them, scratching them, doing whatever. The person gets herpes and dies. That's horrible. Well, can you imagine? That's that's one hell of a way to go. They get meningitis, and the rest is history, right? And there's no there's no cure for that. So, 
I'm fucking terrified of the monkeys here in Florida. I don't care about anything else. And there's some weird shit here in Florida. I'm going to tell you that. And when I was out in the, in the middle of the Everglades, I, we heard this noise. It was me and my buddy, Joe. We heard this noise. It sounded like a bear. And I looked it up and there is black bear in the Everglades, apparently. But we just thought it was really creepy because we were the only ones out there. And that particular day, it was, you know, early in the morning. And we're just on the middle, on, on top of the bow and just hear this, this roar almost. And I'm like, did you hear that, bro? He's like, yeah, I heard that. I was like, I don't know. So uh, I like to subscribe to the idea that Bigfoot is a, 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 a descendant of the Anunnaki, of the, not the Anunnaki, the, the, the Elohim and the Nephilim. And oh. You know, yeah. when they say that in the book of Enoch and in the book of Genesis, when they talk about the the watchers, right? You had the watchers, you had the Elohim, you had the Nephilim. They're all three distinct mm-hmm. different entities. When you when they would insert themselves into the daughters of men, sorry to get expli- you know, explicit, but after they were done, you know, doing what they were doing, and this is how you get demigods and different hybrids of half God, half human. Right, such as Hercules and all these different uh, different mythical uh, legends and stories, mm-hmm. they started to insert themselves into animals. And this is how why I believe we get these chimeric creatures such as the Minotaur, harpies, mermaids, all these different half beast, half man, whatever it is. And I feel that Bigfoot did come from that. And when I talked to uh, Dr. Joseph uh, Lumpkin, which is a, he has a, 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 a doctorate in church history and he's written numerous books about the origins of evil. And one of the laws of thermodynamics is that energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed. And when if, if whichever version of the story you want to subscribe to, if it's Atrahasis with the Great Flood or Noah's Ark, when he destroyed all the world, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you think all those spirits went? Those are the demons that we have in today's world. All the the evil that he was, he was cleansing the world, right? Mm -hmm. Well, where do you think all that evil went? That's how we get demons, the origins of evil. So I feel that maybe when he, when the flood was going up, one of these reptilians or these, these entities, you know, was hanging onto the side of the boat. They didn't see him. And when the flood recited, boom, he just ran off. And the rest is, that's, that's, I like to think of like that because, Bigfoot's fucking badass. I mean, that's why I have right there that poster, interdimensional Bigfoot Vishvarupa with the multi-arm form of 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 you know Krishna, one of his avatars. I and like it. Interdimensional, right? That that's that's the one thing because as humans, we only see point zero zero two five of the light spectrum, and who's to we don't see infrared light. We don't see mm-hmm. any of that shit. So who's to say that there's not a world right now going on as we speak in front of us that we can't see? And today, I actually was listening to Terrence McKenna, and he said some shit that that like blew my mind. Uh, and I, I like the hairs on the back of my neck stood up, and I literally had to pause it because I was like, "This is this is crazy." But he's talking about pretty much how we're indoctrinated to think that this world is just one there is no other there is no other realms there is no other you know they say there's 11 dimensions but do we truly really know 
why is it that when you separate different uh, atoms and particles, they can still interact with each other? You know, quantum entanglement. That's fucking wild to me. Right. The, the observer effect. That's why I feel we're in a simulation because of the observer effect. A lot of people, the double slit experiment, a lot of people don't know that by you just looking at something, you affect it. Literally, when you look away, atoms act differently versus when you are looking at them. And nobody, if you can, if you can solve that, you win a Nobel Peace Prize. So <laughs> that reminds me of the Randonautica app. Yeah, I had Nick Hinton on on one of the first episodes that I did, and I'm very careful with those sorts of things because I don't practice anything in the occult or anything in the esoteric realm of things. I don't. I don't. I practice maybe meditation, right? Mm -hmm. That's not, everybody does that, but you have to understand, and a lot of people need to remember that intent behind something is very powerful. So if my intentions are to wish bad upon somebody or, or whatever it is, Hey, it can happen, right? It can, it can, you know, uh, I believe that there is another realm that we can't see and, and there are ways to interact with it if that's through entheogens or or through these different rituals. Because look at these guys. What's the other religion where he uh, where only he could read? Was it Jehovah? It wasn't Jehovah's Witness. It was the other one. Um, the Mormons. The Mormons. Where, where they could. He, it was only him that could read the stones. And it was like, a you know, <laughs> mm hmm. They're they're eerily similar. <laughs> yeah, and uh, who was the one? It was uh, I think John Keel and this other guy the, with the with the Anakian and the the angelic, the angelic language and how, again I I believe when people say that they're talking to angels, I feel that they're they're in, they're interacting with something. Uh, I don't if it's an angel or not because uh, you know daemon can be either a demon or an angel it's it's a loaded word right and one of my favorite things to look into is these gnostic texts the the dead sea scrolls or the nag hammadi library because it paints uh, a, a way different story and this is why how when they told you hey you can't uh you can't go to school right you can't seek a higher education well there's a reasoning behind that because if you're able to to see that it's actually bullshit, you're taking the power away from them. And the whole thing with the Gnostics mm -hmm. was they took the power away from the church, right? They essentially believe that if you are able to achieve divinity through yourself, through Gnosis, through sacred knowledge that is revealed to you eventually, you're able to ascend in through, you know, through the upper eons. That's what the church, it's a brokered experience. And it's all a business, right? So if they can't make money off of you and they and they have that much more control over you, hey, more power to them. And when it challenges those views, that's why you get that's why they say that 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 the dark ages were brought on by Christianity because people believed uh, religion to a to a literal to a literal fucking sense, to a literal mm -hmm. thing, right? And again, I don't want to make this into a round episode. I want you to <laughs> <laughs> So you said you've, you've again, but these are the wormholes that you dive down and it's like, I know shit. they and go forever. <laughs> I don't know what to believe sometimes, especially with today's I know. society. Yeah. Um, I struggle with that as well. <laughs> there's, there's, 
honestly, I really don't. I just, I've been, you said that the Armageddon's right around the corner. And, you know, I've been hearing the same thing since I was, since as early as I can remember, God's coming, Jesus is coming to rescue his people since I was like six, seven years old. I'm 27 now, 28, and I, you're still not here, right? So, uh, you said that you've seen Bigfoot tracks. Yes. So if you're into the Skinwalker Ranch, you may have heard of the Bradshaw Ranch, which is in so in Sedona, Arizona, there's this um, ranch called the Bradshaw Ranch. And the Bradshaws were one of the first families that kind of introduced tourism um, into Sedona. And they also had it was used as a movie set, but they had so many paranormal experiences um one of the the people who sold the skinwalker no they're they're unrelated to skinwalker it's just they had um they had very many similar incidents or or they they just had like a lot of activity around the ranch so it's probably like a, a location that could parallel skinwalker ranch um and where's this at is this over on on the west coast as well yeah, in Sedona, Arizona. Sedona, let me look it up here. Okay, I see it here. So where the ranch is located is uh, just probably a 15-minute walk from the Hanaki ruins, which is where mm. the pictographs of these ancient creatures that look very similar to Bigfoot are. And... Um, I talked to a few older gentlemen who were locals and they said they used to attend parties at the Bradshaw ranch. And this one fellow, he promised up and down. He wasn't on any drugs or anything. He said he was at one of their parties and he looked over and he saw somebody walk through a portal through the wall. And then there were reports of aliens. There were reports of hauntings. Um, They, saw the family that lived there saw multiple Bigfoot entities. They even, um, one, one of them was a female and campers who camp out there because like the surrounding area is dispersed camping. So we camped there for probably about three months, <laughs> um, on and off. Like the stars are beautiful out there, right? I can oh, amazing. Amazing. And it's great for UFO watching. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Um, So I was doing a little bit of camping and I was walking around the area, exploring the ranch. Um, I had one of the locals take me through the ranch for one of the podcast episodes and we, he showed me a track and I went to go um, back the next day to take a picture of it because he asked me not to like record him or anything like that. He just wanted, you know, he wanted to show me where everything was. Um, I saw the track with my own eyes. I walked back to go take a picture of it the next day. It hadn't rained or anything and it was totally gone. <laughs> so wow. I don't, I don't know if somebody like hit it or what, but I, yeah, I um, was it definitely, big? yeah, it was, it was, they have um, casts. So actually here in Georgia, there's a Bigfoot museum and they have casts of tracks and it looked identical to the cast that I saw in the Bigfoot Museum here. So it was interesting seeing something like that, half, you know, totally across the country in a 
totally different state. Yeah. And the craziness about the the parallels of, of, of again, there's different. I love ancient civilizations and the pyramids, right? People fail to understand that pyramids are all over the world. And mm-hmm. my favorite is in South America where you have complexes of pyramids miles away from water sources. And they're just in the middle of nowhere. It's like, how did mm-hmm. those people survive? And I like to think that they were like some sort of network. Do you do you know about the Tartaria? Uh, no, I don't think so. You've never looked into Tartaria or the, the, the mud flood? I don't believe so. Well, I... I would suggest that you look into that because I think it's right up your alley. It's what Tartaria was is pretty much a an ancient. So the pre sixteen hundred maps uh, showed this this uh, the area of China, Mongolia. That area there was Tartaria. It was this big empire supposedly. Okay. And have you ever heard of the eighteen the well, one of the, one of the best known ones, the Chicago Fair of eighteen ninety one, I think, or ninety four, eighteen the the early the early nineteen hundreds, the late eighteen hundreds. Have you ever looked into those? The Chicago Fair specifically, I the, I mean, the World I, Fair, yeah, yeah. I know there's been some interesting incidents, but I haven't done you know like a proper deep dive down it. So the whole thing behind that, you know, when you see these out of place buildings, I think there's a few in Georgia, actually, Mm -hmm. Uh, these these uh, almost like the architecture is supposed to be of something from Italy or, you know, these these magnificent Gothic like buildings that look out of place in certain areas. Mm -hmm. Well, the 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 conspiracy (laughs) <laughs> is that we actually stumbled upon uh, the these buildings, right? And and again, it, it goes a lot deeper. I'm just trying to do the 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 top of the, the. I forgot the guy's name, but there's this historian, the scientist that talks about how, because Scaligerian chronology is the guy who invented time, A A D B C, all you know the time system. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how that was controlled by what I call the the reptilian overlords, right? Because it sounds badass. If they're reptiles or not, I don't know. The archons, the governors, whoever it is that you want to call them. But the, the forces that, that are at work to not get the truth out. I had a video of mine on Strange Ones that went that had over 10,000 views. I didn't say anything that was controversial. Well... I, I did obviously because it got pulled down. It went against the community guidelines for no apparent reason. I I didn't curse in it. I didn't say anything bad. I was just talking about the state of things, and they pulled it down. Those those are the reptilian esque people uh, that are in charge, right in the shadows, if you will. And these people in the years uh 900 800 there were jesuit monks that were in charge of they were supposed to be changing maps uh and they would have i 800 i 900 i 700 whatever it was and it signified in the year of our lord 700 well these guys instead of changing it to to uh to earth instead of changing the 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 i to a j or something like that they put a one 
So essentially, mm-hmm. the 1900s was actually the year 900. So that's a thousand years that they added on to history. And again, this is a this is a a, a, a book series of like six books, and they're super in depth. The point is that time is a human construct, such as Alan Watts says, there is no future, there is no past. It's only the eternal now. Now, we get into the whole Tartarian thing because these buildings, there are no pictures of us building them. There was over 690 acres of this beautiful architecture. And you can look it up, the World Fair of 1893 in Chicago, in fucking Chicago out of all the places. And that wasn't the only one. They were all over the world. And at this World Fair, it was for six months. And you had Nikola Tesla was there, Thomas Edison, J.P. Morgan, all the biggest reptilian-esque people. Right? Mm-hmm. It was funded by J.P. Morgan, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guys that was 100% a reptile. Uh, <laughs> there's no pictures of them building these buildings. Only pictures of them renovating them. And after the six months... 98% of everything was torn down. Now, if you look at the pictures of these places, there are certain things at the top of, of the buildings that they refer to as antiquitech. And I don't know if you're familiar with Nikola Tesla's work and what he was trying to achieve. Uh, he was trying to get energy, free energy from the ether, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that was the whole reason behind his tower. I believe it was in Colorado, uh, which was funded by jp morgan and abruptly was his funding was cut off by jp morgan after he saw and then we always attribute everything to thomas edison but he was nikola tesla actually actually worked for thomas edison and whatever that's that the rest is history but the point is that what i mentioned earlier when you take power away from these people and they're not able to industrialize it or commercialize it and make money from it that's when you become a problem. So when when they saw what Nikola Tesla was doing, which he studied, he studied the the Egyptian pyramids, right? He he had a, a he understood them very well. He he modeled his tower after the pyramids, right? When you have the the two shafts that go in, and, and uh, the uh, Herodotus talked about the chamber underneath the pyramid with the water and the sarcophagus in it and all this stuff. It mm-hmm. was the same thing. The reason that there's water underneath the pyramids is because again, it was some sort of energy that they were able to to make with it. I don't, I don't know. Um, but when he saw that, he was like, "Wait a minute! He's going to be making energy for yourself by yourself. You're going to be able to live off the grid and just take energy from the from the from the air. No, we can't have that. You know, we. That's why they say that the guy who invented the car that runs off water got killed. Right? You get you get Clintoned. You know." Because you go against the narrative of what's happening. And if they can't commercialize it, if they can't control you, hey, you're a heretic. You know, you can't you can't think that thought crime 1984. Right. Uh, uh, where they where you can't even think of certain things and you will literally snitch on your neighbor for thinking something. Right. Big mm-hmm. Brother's always watching, which it's happening in California right now when the whole thing started of the the the. The P word, you know, with the C word, I don't want to say it, but when all that started, uh, they were they were paying the government was paying you to snitch on your neighbors. Right. Oh, hey, they're open or they're having people eat at their restaurants. No, we can't have that. You're going to have to uh, go ahead. Just call it in and we'll give you a little reward. Even the Mm -hmm. governor came out and said, hey, listen, snitches don't get stitches here. They get rewarded. We're living in 1984. George Orwell's 1984. And we need to make that shit nonfiction. 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, look into Tartaria because I think you would enjoy it a lot. It's it, it goes very deep, and you can relate it to a lot of different things. I like when I like when conspiracy theories connect, and this is one of the ones that you can be like, wait a minute, so is that why there is? Oh, okay, and then it just goes down this rabbit hole, and when you have enough time, like myself. I'm constantly listening to podcasts. And that's why I started a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, To be able to talk about different things. And what's your thoughts on, you said that night sky was good for UFO watching. What, What do you think UFOs are? Do you think, again, they're some glitch in the matrix? By the way, do you think the earth is round or do you think it's flat? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so... I, uh, (laughs) personally, because the way I approach things is with an open mind, but a little bit of healthy skepticism and a little bit of science, because when I finally did finish my major, it was in science. So I, uh, do believe, (laughs) I do believe the, earth is round and i have my own um what do you want to call astronomy experiences that help validate that so i mean and for the record uh, i don't believe the world is flat but (laughs) if you want to gain exposure wherever and whatever platform post some flatter shit because the instant hate that you get Oh, yeah. Crazy. I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, I don't even, you know, people say, oh, well, you believe all this crazy shit. Just because I talk about it doesn't mean I believe in it. It just, I like, like you said, I like to, I'm the kind of person I like to listen to all uh, possibilities and different uh, views, which a lot of people are so cut off to that. When you talk to them about the occult or about, you know, demons and spirits and all this shit, they, some people just clam up. They go, no, 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 I don't want to talk about that. But why? It's 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 obviously something. Mm-hmm. Now, again, depending on what intention they use it for, but you know, beats me. Um, so you believe that the world is round. We got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think UFOs are as far as the oh, phenomenon? Man. I so I think there are multiple things and because I don't know. I like I have the theory of the interdimensional beings and I also believe that there's like you mentioned earlier there's um a possibility that there's life around us that we can't see because we don't have the ability to see it. And so sometimes I think it they might be like beings that are already here that we are just catching glimpses of or um where you know we just don't have the capability to see them then i sometimes wonder if they are time travelers <laughs> they're us in the future and we're seeing bits of that um but i think for me interdimensional uh those theories is kind of what i like to think everything is linked to because when I research like Bigfoot, when I research aliens, when I research hauntings, there's so many similar stories 
within all of those, like any cryptid, there's so many similarities. So it's either they're coming from different areas that we just don't understand yet, or we can't, we don't have the capability to see them. I, I think they're all connected somehow. Yeah. And we just don't understand that yet. I believe they are connected 100%. Have you ever, and that's why it blows my mind that all these these billionaires right now they're they're playing this this pissing game of who can go into space the longest and the highest right you have elon musk which i have mixed mixed emotions and feelings towards because i want to love him Mm -hmm. but he's a dick right and and Mm -hmm. i feel that he manipulates i guess when you're at that level the way i can put it is when you know you're playing a game and you know you're part of a game, you're just going to do whatever you want, right? That's why money to these people isn't anything. It's just they're at a casino. They're playing this this game, right? It's uh, in, in the Matrix when he's eating the steak and he tells them, you know, that, that's not or you know, that's not real. He's like, well, I'd rather have this. I, I wanted to think it's real, right? It's like I'd rather I forgot who said it, but it was like I'd rather have uh I'm paraphrasing, you know, I'd rather have mm-hmm. the fake steak than the because it tastes good, whatever. And the whole point is that when you know you're part of a game uh when truman didn't know that his life was a reality show right and the people up top the archons these forces trying to keep you from every time you would try to go and get too close to that veil they would stop him right and when he finally got to the edge he was able what is it uh good good morning good afternoon good night and if i don't see you whatever you know you know what it is like it's that, that whole thing and that's what i feel how life is especially when you open up your mind to to like how you you learn so many things after the fact being in the dark for so long uh but some people aren't i don't think that they're able to to get there oh for Uh, sure they're, they're not attuned to certain frequencies uh for example uh i took a break for a while on the show my dad had a heart attack at the beginning Mm -hmm. of 2021 in january and he died four times right and me being the person that i am he had a full recovery and everything but i took a break because i had to take over the family business and everything else the first thing i asked him when i saw him was so how was it he said how was what he knew what I was he knew what I was asking him. He said, How was what? Because my dad's not the mo not spiritual, there's not a fucking spiritual bone in his body. <laughs> right. Right. I said, How was it? What did you see? What did you experience? And he said, Absolutely nothing. I said, fuck. You died four times. You flatlined four times. They're working on you for 45 minutes, and you didn't see shit. You didn't see your family. You didn't see your ancestors. You didn't see anything. He's like, I don't remember shit and I didn't see anything. And I thought to myself, I was like, there's got to be more to life than just this, right? They talk mm-hmm. about how we're light beings having a human experience or whatever the, the, the saying, however that goes. And maybe he wasn't attuned to a certain frequency and that he wasn't able to see whatever it is you know you have the tibetan book of the dead where they say when you're leaving this body 
you see your ancestors and they tell you where to go right you have the the, the egyptian book of the dead where all these different rituals right uh, i read this book uh, the astral plane its inhabitants and it, the scenery and it gets into a lot of different things where when they say that you mourn someone's death you're actually doing them a disservice because you're not helping their that life begins after death like the real journey begins after death mm -hmm. uh, and obviously we don't know if it really does or not because we're not fucking dead at least i don't think we are um right and you're doing a people you're doing the person a disservice by mourning their death because that energy is just dragging their spirit down type of thing right and so that's a that's a really weird way to look at things because it's not what we're used to right we're so used to when somebody dies being sad for them and a lot of these people that uh, for example for example the ancient egyptians their whole thing was preparing for the afterlife when you're a christian your whole thing is what be a good person you know follow mm -hmm. the ten commandments don't fucking kill people don't look at your neighbor's wife and you know don't fucking listen to your like good good things that you should already be doing in society right and people again such as carl Jung says is the shadow where people don't want to understand that's what the mainstream religion is people don't want to look within and it gets dark because it's like you have to overcome the evil to really see the real nature of reality and not into, the shadow will show you the nature of reality and i don't know if that has to do with how these people embrace and by these people i'm talking about the elites how they embrace evil right like helena blavatsky and all these guys and uh, the fucking asshole alistair crowley they talk you know do what thou wilt which he stole from a gnostic by the way anton just shout out to anton uh these people who pervert that journey you know what i mean like this journey of of being able to whatever it is the higher enlightenment and they put things in it like oh well kids should be able to have sex whenever they want it's like like wait a minute what you fucked it up bro you were doing so good until you brought that shit in but it's got to do with the freemasons where uh you know they embrace evil to a certain extent to where they achieve divinity and i don't know if it has that something to do with the shadow or not but it's just an observation that I've been seeing, you know, looking into these different uh, topics, uh, you know, just getting my toes wet type of thing. Mm -hmm. I definitely enjoy experimenting with different belief systems and thoughts. And uh, that's kind of something that and the upcoming season that I'm going to focus on a little bit more is um, just experimenting with different things. Like I, never when i was in the religion i never used to believe in ghosts and never had any experiences or anything like that and when i was traveling around um the first paranormal investigation that i ever did i thought it was a bust and i actually ended up having like some solid evps later <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think i can do all that because i'm just scared of what again i'm a bitch you know i'm scared of what <laughs> what might come and i've been wanting to do mushrooms uh, again oh yeah for a little bit now and uh for my first trip ever i didn't really have the best trip i grew my own mushrooms right uh and oh. it, it was it was the the but it was weird because it was like this 
experience uh and i had taken care of them i had like this weird connection with the mushrooms um and when i finally did it it was probably one of the most horrific experiences i've ever had that was the first (laughs) time i did it and i haven't done it since and and i went to i saw joe rogan live uh in orlando uh two or three weekends ago oh nice and he was talking about mushrooms and i look over at my fiance and i'm like i want to do them again I want to do them again, but I'm scared because you go into this this dimension. And what I wanted to ask you was, the reason I brought UFOs up was because I don't know if you've, I mean, have you ever done DMT? Have you ever done any psychedelics or anything? No, I. it's not that I don't want to. I would, so I have epilepsy, so I have to be like oh. very careful about mm-hmm. uh what i take and i like even something as simple as weed i have to be careful about it um so (laughs) luckily (laughs) it's all controlled with medication and everything but um i just have to you know know my limits is that where you have seizure is that that's not the one that you fall asleep that's narcolepsy right where you fucking just fall asleep right narcolepsy is falling asleep um Epilepsy is seizure activity, and and mine's been controlled for several years now. Um, but I do want to, going back to your question, I do want to try like DMT or psilocybin or even like ayahuasca. I'm totally down to try it, but I absolutely want to be guided and supervised yeah. and medically watched. Well, so uh, <laughs> that's the thing, I. You know, people, oh, I handle my own shit. Well, I thought I could handle my own shit. And there was this mutual respect type of thing. And I kind of fucked it up. And what ended, what I think ended up happening, because honestly, it's cliche. But it changed my fucking life. It changed my perspective of everything. And I had an ego death, right? The whole thing is I, I did have an ego death. And myself, I was talking to myself. And, and I had this, this just, I was crying and everything. It was a fucking whole crazy experience. The thing was that when once you're in that realm, and by realm I do mean that dimension, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the sacred plants, right? When you talk to somebody such as a shaman uh, from you know doing ayahuasca and all that stuff, there's over 150,000 species of plants in the Amazon, and they were able to bring the two plants together, the vine and this other plant. To, to with the with the inhibitors of you able to digest DMT through your gut, and when you ask these guys, the shamans, who showed them that, they tell you, the plants showed us, right? That's mm-hmm. why we say we're a failed plant experiment. That we're only here to distribute the seeds of the plants, and that's why it makes me sad when I see all this construction, especially here in Florida, tearing down forests and. We're, we're just a swamp, but just this this uh, industrialization and just uh, just more and more building, just more fucking people. Uh, and it makes me sad because nature, we've lost that oneness with nature. And that's mm-hmm. why I feel we're in this downward spiral, because we've lost touch with the one, the source. Right. And Plato talked about that emanationism where the one is in the center and then the emanations of the different dimensions. Um, but what I feel happened to me in that realm was the plants. They said, Hey, it's cool what you did for three, four months, right? Cultivating and raising your little mushroom children. But 
you came here for the wrong thing, right? When mm-hmm. I took it, it was like, uh, I want to see if this actually works type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I took the stuff and I wanted to get out. As soon as I, as soon as I started seeing the shit that I was seeing and I was having the hallucinations, it started with, it started with auditory first. It was fucking weird. <laughs> and then the sensations and then the, uh, the visual, once the visual started to kick in, that's why I was like, okay, I want to get the fuck out of here. But when they sensed that I wanted to get out, they would pull me further in and they're like, no, no, no. Now you're ours. And now you're going to see what the fuck this is all about. Right. You wanted to see what this. And I was in that dimension for like 14 hours of just tripping. A literal, literal 14 hours. 14 hours of tripping my balls off <laughs> uh, by myself at three in the morning. Oh, I, I no. Start, I started like at 10 <laughs> and it didn't end till like 12 the next day. And I was tripping my balls off the entire fucking time I was doing that. <laughs> and it was terrifying, um, you know, and the only thing that I could bear to watch instead of meditating and taking the time to look deeper within myself, the only thing I could watch was this documentary on the earth, right? It's called mm-hmm. our planet on Netflix. And mm-hmm. you know, when Netflix, when you go on Netflix and it has everything is like going off, right? It's going, it's talk like it plays the trailer or whatever it is, like a scene of the video of the movie on that page. It was like, I was being screamed at by multiple fucking just like, it was like this crazy overwhelming experience. And the only thing I could bear to watch was that our planet documentary. And I don't know if you've ever seen that doc, those, that series, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's, they, sh- <laughs> they show the beautiful aspect of nature. And then they show like the predator, when the predator comes in, it's like, Oh, here's a fucking polar bear eating the head of a baby seal. It gets now, pretty raw. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that on mushrooms. Right. Nice. Seeing a polar bear fucking eat a little baby. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was not a good uh, experience. <laughs> and I really want to do it again in a different way. Setting, maybe. <laughs> I do floating and I thought maybe doing it in a float tank. But I was like that probably because the thing about float tanks is they amplify. Right. When right. We talk, we talk about the law of attraction. When you're in there, you're just literally a floating consciousness. You're just a floating thought. And when you're in there, if you are able to go deep enough, uh, even without any help of any substances, it's a psychedelic experience in its, in its own self. And it's a form of meditation, right? You're able to look deep and, and you're just focused on whatever it is, which is hard for a lot of people. They can't disconnect. And I've been thinking about doing it in there, but then I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I might be Bigfoot after that shit because I think that would be <laughs> that would be really intense. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember one time I was in a float tank and I started thinking about myself in the Everglades. Uh, there's a lot of gators in the Everglades. I don't know if you've ever been. I and, used to live in Florida. Oh, well, there you go. And mm-hmm. I thought I was thinking to myself in the Everglades. And you know what there is in the Everglades? Fucking alligators. And I started thinking about that in it being in the tank with me and i fucking freaked out because again you don't it's you're just you're naked and you're just laying in this you know you don't feel anything and uh and that's one again that's one of the ways and that's why i feel 
how you've been to all these different places with these <clears throat> hieroglyphic uh, hieroglyphics, the Skinwalker, for example, uh, the Wendigo, right? The same. It's the same thing. It's just got a mm-hmm. different name, and how these ain't uh, these indigenous people they were able to tap into a certain. I don't know if you looked into haplogene X. Have you ever looked into that? No. Well, it's. I'll write much- it down though. How do you say it again? Haplo gene X. So it's H A P L O gene X. Okay. And a haplo group. Yeah. Haplo group X. And it's mtDNA. Look into that. And, and and that goes deep. That goes fucking deep. And what what I believe this is um you know how they say that the Mayans they disappeared, right? They just got up and mm-hmm. left. The Egyptians, they, who took them over? Oh, well, the Hyksos people. Who were the Hyksos people? Oh, just a nomadic tribe. So you're meaning to tell me that one of the most powerful dynasties and and groups of people in the entire history of the fucking world got taken over by a nomadic group? Just some random group? Like the Mm -hmm. Roman Empire, right? Oh, they got too big for their own good. You know, there's some things in history that don't add up. And these are things that you when you start looking into it. And what I feel that that the reason that the Mayans got up and left and the Egyptians kind of sort of just abandoned everything and just got wiped out was because as a people uh, and this and this relates to the Skinwalker, they were able to tap into other realms, right, as people because they had that connection to the one. Uh, have you ever heard of the Dogon tribe in Africa? Mm-hmm. Something like that, where they right. said that the the you know, the fishmen taught them how to astronomy, and they taught them, uh, you know, astrological things as well. They taught them how to cook, how to grow crop, how to do all these things. Now, was that actual physical entities? Is the Wendigo a physical entity? Is the Skinwalker a physical entity that? These indigenous people, through whatever practice, they're able to connect into some other, maybe the shadow, right, of the self, and mm-hmm. able to project these things into the ether. Because that's what it was. The Wendigo is a curse, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, a curse to the... the well, the Wendigo is a little bit different because you can become a Wendigo. Black magic. If you kill somebody, it's like almost like an initiation type of thing. If you kill like enough a vampire. people... Yeah, exa- exactly. Like a vampire type of thing. Uh, and the skinwalker was like, hey, we're pissed off that you did this to us. We're going to go to war with you. And these people are projecting this this entity onto other tribes and other people. And um, it gets it gets dark real quick. And again, when you start thinking about these things like, wow, um, the world is a lot more mysterious than we think of it. And that's why it blows my mind that these billionaires want to go out to outer space to go to mars have you ever seen a giraffe up front like like in front of you like, <laughs> a giraffe like, yeah like a, gi- a... Like, like a giraffe right, right in front of you like right in front of you have you ever seen i've one? been licked by a giraffe before <laughs> is that close enough <laughs> how wild does that animal look yeah pretty pretty out there how fucking crazy does that animal look just like right in front of you it's an alien right yeah. we have things in the world that are when I was on Mushrooms and they showed the manta ray in that documentary, I said, holy shit, that's an alien. 
anything in, in the ocean. ocean anything in the ocean to me is like just so bizarre or like a like a humpback whale or a or what's that one fish with the horn on its head you know what i'm talking about the, the, the narwhal whale? jeez and mm-hmm. we want to go to mars to do what you know what i mean to go and fuck up and be a cancer to another planet and just be up there you know you know it's it just it doesn't doesn't make sense to me so back to my original point about the ufos because i keep going on track. <laughs> uh and the reason i brought up dmt jesus I'm, i really gotta uh, work on this shit i it was fun i loved going down this trip <laughs> so the reason i the reason i brought up dmt is because uh uh, I think his name is Rick Strassman. Uh, Straussman. He conducted the the DMT uh, tests. I believe it was in the seventies. Where it was a controlled environment where they would administer DMT via IV, and he they would document the the results. And I have a buddy of mine who I've had on the podcast numerous times. And he talked about he's done ayahuasca a bunch of times and DMT and 5-MeO DMT and mushrooms. And we've sat down and we've talked about his experiences in that realm. And he always talked about how when when you were in there, these entities that you would encounter, they would acknowledge you. Right. They would. Be, some would be happy that you were there. Some would be startled. You would startle them by going into that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, others would be, you know, celebrate that you were there with them. Like, oh, thank you so much for being here. And da-da-da. like, the, but it was the same entities and the same characteristics. Now, the reason I bring UFOs into this is because one of the the thoughts that is brought forth when it comes to these experiences when you're on an entheogen and they they do a scan of your brain you know certain parts of the brain are 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 lit up and mainstream science says that is the experience that part of the brain having whatever we're all all chemical reactions so that part of the brain that is the experience there is nothing Mm -hmm. more to that now Graham Hancock talks about how we are broadcasted consciousness that like right now I can turn off my my phone and turn off the Wi-Fi that is connecting my phone to the Wi-Fi. But the Wi-Fi signal is always there. You're able to connect to it whenever it is that you want. Some people say that consciousness is is being produced by the brain. Once you're dead, that's it. I like the Graham Hancock theory that it's always there <clears throat> and you're able to tap into it. And we're some sort of antennas, right? Cause we talk about the auras that everybody has, right? The, the body mm-hmm. has an aura and they talk about all that shit. Um, when it comes to UFOs and abductions, they, the people feel like it's real, right? People say, Oh, Holy shit. Like I got abducted by aliens. Right. And I was there and these aliens gave me certain knowledge that I didn't know about. Well, According to mainstream science, if it was just a, a chemical reaction in the brain, that is the that is the experience. That's all it is. Just a hallucination. But I feel that there's something more to it. And what these what these substances do is you're in another dimension. It's not just the brain lighting up and that that being the experience. The experience feels real to you. And 
when once you do have a, a psychedelic experience and and you start diving into that you'll know what i'm talking about it's going to feel real to you mm-hmm. and it's not going to just be like oh no it's just a part of my brain that's lit up that's why they say people with schizophrenia they're shunned right they're they're oh you're fucking crazy maybe their brains are wired up a little bit differently that they're able to tap into some sort of frequency and they're able to see other shit but our society indoctrinates us to be like those people need to be in some sort of mental asylum right Mm -hmm. having thoughts as such as the one that we talked about aliens bigfoot all this shit well you talk about that you're a fucking conspiracy theorist right you have alternate thoughts that's not real right bigfoot's not real what if it is bro i don't i don't know yeah yeah that's yeah i it's funny because i have a couple of friends who um are very they used they also used to be jehovah's witnesses and they are very strong atheists now and i talk to them sometimes about the things that i'm exploring the places that i'm going and and they look at me and they're like how can you believe in that stuff after you already went through what you went through <laughs> and and i'm so like as a jehovah's witness they don't believe in spirits at all no they believe so they believe in like angels and um and demons but they don't believe in ghosts they think that ghosts are like um they they think that ghosts ufos anything in the paranormal is the demons messing with you so they basically but my friends who are no longer um witnesses they're very like scientific minded and they're very logical and so when i talk to them about like aliens or bigfoot they're like how can you believe that after you believed all this crazy false stuff about, you know, when you're in the religion, not everything in the religion was true. And how can you believe like all of these conspiracy theories? And I always tell them it's because I'm trying to keep an open mind. And there's so many stories out there, so many actual documented experiences out there. There's something to these things. Like it's not, it's not like people are just, making things up it's not complete paranoia or anything there's verifiable experiences that many people not just one person if it was just like one person saying oh i got abducted we'd all be kind of skeptical but it's not that there's so many people out there and and like what you're saying with the um the different pyramid structures that are popping up that we're that archaeologists are finding all over the world now like the i mean there's just so much stuff out there they ha- there has to be something behind it. <laughs> let's not yeah, yeah. It, you, you can't just make this stuff appear out of thin air i guess unless your intentions are to make it appear out of thin air <laughs> you ever see that video of the guy that calls the ufo on live news um maybe i i've watched so many it's hard for me to keep them all straight yeah, there's, there's a guy again they're calling him crazy and all this stuff and he starts to like say a prayer and literally on camera there's like this freaking ufo on the in, like on live television oh wow like, I'll have to look. yeah it comes okay. out of like behind the cloud it's fucking crazy and that it's doesn't... like not it wasn't fake it was real like this guy's like you know thank you he's like please bless us and da da and then boom yeah, that doesn't sound familiar. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we'll 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 wrap it up here. Um, I'm sorry, I I was like ranting. No, I enjoyed it. It's it's all things that I'm interested in, and 
like maybe um after i have my first uh experience with dmt or whatever <laughs> yeah i mean um, DMT i can report is, back to you <laughs> yeah dmt is, i haven't done it um for the record i've been thinking about extracting my own right in, in this weird uh it's almost like alchemy but uh the dmt is like the big daddy of mm-hmm. psychedelics it's the strongest uh uh psychedelic that there is so if I if I was you again, it's not uh, I don't condone the use of drugs. Uh, if you were gonna do if you were gonna partake, right? I would start with psilocybin. That's like the the little LSD is like the, the baby. Clean, yeah, like <laughs> LSD is like the clean version of psilocybin. Because uh, again, you're you're taking a plant, you're taking a fungus, right? So you're gonna mm-hmm. probably get sick. And, and LSD is the same shit. It's, it's, it comes out of uh, the, the seeds. Um, but it's crazy that these things are able to put you in that state of mind that they're able to put you like you see mm-hmm. different things it's, it's it's again the the brain lighting up is not the experience you're having the it's a real thing to you right and you'll, you'll get yeah you'll get what i mean when you do it it's hard to explain you can talk about it and watch videos but once you're in there it's a whole different story um but yeah if you if you do do that we can uh, yeah be, I, i've always i always love hearing people's trip stories Mm-hmm. Uh, and and talking about what they see because it's gonna be your own thing for you. And again, if you if if you want to be Bigfoot, just take more than five grams of psilocybin. <laughs> you don't meet uh... aliens and, and become Bigfoot yourself. But I, I was gonna I was gonna add something else to the conversation. I forgot. Anyways, uh, I had I had a lot of fun. Me too. Uh, I always tell, I always ask people their social, uh, you know, at the beginning of the show, a lot of people wait till the end of the show after everybody's tuned off. Right. And it's like, but can you, uh, if people want to find your work as well and follow you on social media, can you plug in your info and also email me those links so I can put it in the show notes? Sure. Everything is at Lady Teals Curios. Um, I am most active on Instagram, but I do have accounts on every single social media platform so (laughs) right on right on and again whenever you want to come on just let me know and we can talk about whatever the fuck (laughs) it was just refreshing not talking about what i told you right yeah there are actually other subjects in the world other than just one thing and again once you give your energy to these certain things they will keep coming up and stay in this realm so um well thank you for having me Yeah, absolutely. I had a lot of fun and I look forward to doing it again soon. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, 
and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.